The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Zany's Comedy Club. Make some noise for yourselves. That's right. It is Tuesday night. We have a great show for you tonight. But before we get started, a quick reminder of our rules. There's no talking or heckling during tonight's performance. No flash photography or video recording is allowed. And please make sure your cell phones are on silent and note the children's aisles and exits around tonight. Now, put your hands together. Give me some energy for the Nick D Podcast! Skaggs, everybody. So, uh, Jason uh, flew in from uh, from from Houston for this. Yeah, and Jason does all of the. By the way, are my parents not here? Are my parents here? They're not here. They are. They're here. Shit, because my dad's closing the show. <laughs> Oh, there they are. Nice of you to show up. There's my parents. You guys got a table down here. Sit down there. Because that's where they were supposed to be sitting. I look over and I'm like, did they stiff me? What the? Yeah, we don't want to come. This guy sucks. We know his work. Uh, hi, everybody. How you doing? Uh, yes. Um, so I'm Nick DiGiulio. Thank you for coming out. This is the Nick D Podcast Live. Jason um, does all of the themes and all of the music and all of the songs uh, for the podcast. And Jason, you and I go back, what, 10 years? 10 years, WGN. To WGN, he, was, uh, he did, what was your title at, at GN? Creative Service Director. Creative Service Director. Okay. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore, no. But, uh, but you do uh, themes and commercials and all kinds of cool stuff. Happy to be part of it. Yeah, so anyway, Jason is here, he's gonna play all the themes live. And then look at that, it's nice of my folks to show up, there they are. <laughs> There's my mom. Hi, mom. I'm waiting for my, is my dad coming? There he is. Okay, Anna. I don't know who that is, but thank you, Anna. Hi, Anna. There's my dad right there. He's going to tell a joke later. There's Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi. Hi. Mom, I think you can take your coat off. It's, okay. You got your earplugs on? It's, it's, okay. All right. Those are my folks anyway, so they're, they're here. Listen, we got a lot of really cool stuff set up for uh, for us uh, tonight. Uh, you'll see there's a bunch of shit up here. There's like uh, 
Junk food? Well, we're going to do some taste tests, and I'm gonna, you guys are going to be a part of it as well. Uh, we have, like, Christmas-flavored shit up here. So there's, like, Twinkies that are mint chocolate. What? <laughs> Mom, you can take that shit off your face. Really. All right, thanks. Uh, thank you. My mom delivering packages to me. I'm 57 fucking years old, and my mom just brought a package to me. All right. You guys all right? Okay. All right, cool. All right. Now, this is the show up here. I just want you to know that, okay? Jesus Christ, I thought I'd have to deal with hecklers. I got to deal with my parents. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to do some taste tests of some Christmas flavored shit. We got some uh, Kit Kats that are gingerbread. You guys, seriously. Shh. <laughs> uh, we have candy canes that taste like mac and cheese. You haven't tasted them yet. We have Fruit Loop candy canes. See, Esmeralda Leon, who's my partner, we do like taste tests on our show all the time on the podcast. So we thought we'd do that live for you. We also have uh, some gift certificates to give away. So I have some trivia questions uh, from uh, the Gale Street Inn. Is George here? No, nobody's here. Jesus Christ. None of my friends. Thank you guys for coming. <laughs> None of my friends or family showed up, but I appreciate that. Uh, all right, Mom. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Okay. So anyway, we have uh, gift, gift certificates from the Gale Street Inn to give away. Uh, gift certificates from uh, Apt Electronics to give away. And we have trivia questions that we will throw out, but you have to be kind of a fan of the show in order to do a fan of the podcast. So if you do, have you, how many people have never heard my podcast? Well, is it, did you lose a bet? <laughs> Are you here because you're like Zany's members? Uh, no, we were just looking up shows to go to. Oh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate giving up those guys. You're not going to understand anything that happens for the next two hours. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so we got that to do. Um, and uh, and uh, we've got a special surprise guest. Now, I don't know if, you know, we, I put some feelers out there. I talked about it on the podcast. I talked about it on social media. Uh, I don't want anybody to say it out loud. How many people think they know who the surprise guest is? You guys, you, yeah, you, you smart ass, you son of a bitch. This guy has no idea why he's here, and he's like, yeah, I know who the surprise guest is. It's you, son of a bitch. Um, so anyway, no, we've got we have a surprise guest. I won't tell you who it is until, but he's an amazing dude, and you'll know. Uh, and uh, all kinds of other really cool stuff. And, uh, and we'll, we're going to be talking about some other things. And uh, Jason, at one point, is going to run out. We're going to get a couple of stories from you guys for interactive stuff. And that's cool. So let's get it started. And uh, we always start out, before I introduce my co-host, we always start out with um, a theme, if you listen to the podcast, where I usually say congratulations. And so since uh, Skaggs is here, let's hear congratulations. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Big D Podcast. By far the best decision you made today. It makes the other podcast seem like crap. <laughs> oh yeah, don't be a jagger. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, Jason Skaggs, everybody. <laughs> See, for you guys, that's how we start every podcast. Just so you know, okay? Check out radiomisfits.com if you want to check that out. My thanks to Ed. By the way, thanks to everybody at Zany's, too, um, for this. Give it a round of applause for Zany's. I want to thank Chris, and I want to thank Alex uh, and Tyler. And uh, by the way, uh, tip, your, uh, tip your servers, okay? Tip them. And if you think you've tipped enough, you haven't. If you think you've over-tipped, you haven't. 
Uh, so this is, you know, they're usually not open on Tuesdays. So they're here. So tip them. Tip them well. I've bartended for a long time. I worked the service industry. And if anybody's worked the service industry, you know, tip the shit out of the people who are bringing you things. Okay? Thank you. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I can't do the podcast without my co-host. Uh, and I think maybe you're going to like her a lot more than me. Uh, my co-host is, uh, is really amazing. I started working with her, Jesus, well, I don't know what it was, 2014 or 2015. She did traffic on my show that I used to do at this place that's a car wash now. Uh, WG some shit. Yeah, man! <laughs> uh, we, so we do not speak of Satan while we're in the room. Um, but anyway, she did traffic on my, on my overnight show for many years, and I love her. And when I called her up and said, hey, I'm going to do this podcast, you're not going to see a dime. But would you do it? And she said immediately, yes. So we have a theme that we play for this person. Her name is Esmeralda Leon. And so this is the Esma theme. One of my favorite, I think my favorite theme that you've done is for the podcast. Esmeralda. Esmeralda yeah you can take it you can take it yeah i don't think i don't think, i don't know if you can roam around like neil diamond or anything but you're... wow that's brother leon everybody Sitting in my closet, I don't get to like walk up. Well, or let's explain this first. Well, first of all, when did we start working? When did you start doing traffic? Oh, I don't know. Um, like 2015 ish? Sure. I think. I, uh, it's, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. The okay. 2000s are a blur. Just while well, we're still in A lot the of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A lot of cocaine. Rock and roll. Yeah, man. Man, cocaine. No, right, I There you go. <laughs> um, so we've been working together. We, we started working together around 2015 or so. Sure. Uh, and uh, did traffic on my show. And you also did traffic. Um, Patty Vasquez had the show before mine for a while. Yes. So you did it, Patty? Yes. Before that, I was doing Afternoons. with. So who did you work with? I can't remember his name. Good. <laughs> I don't know who's on Afternoons now on that stupid-ass no, station. No, now. No, of course not. No, they, they fired him. They fired everybody. Uh, Didn't they? Jason. Yeah, Damn, man. And yeah, we've all been fired. Yes, we all were. All three of us have been fired from WGN. Thank you. <laughs> Jagoffs. All right. Uh, so, so the, one of the things that I love about uh, about Esmeralda is that, um, you know, you, you worked in radio before. Well, tell tell everybody who some of the people that you worked with in radio. Oh, so um, I used to work. I was at the Loop, yeah. um, two thousand five to two thousand nine when Johnny B made his comeback. Yeah. Um, so I was with that, and then we got fired. <laughs> Johnny B made his, I heard a woo, so, Johnny yeah. B, keep your pants on, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I was working with him, but then um, I always say I got into radio through the back door, because yeah. I started doing traffic. And yeah. that's how I got on, to, I was on like NPR, I was doing the mix, the drive, and all these stations, and then I was doing WGN. And then I got to be like actually a part of it, yeah. which is nice. And then, yeah, when you're doing traffic for NPR, do you have to sound pretentious? Do you have to say automobile when you... Yeah, I have the perfect name for it. I have the unsayable name like everybody else does. Oh, that's true. That's right. That's That's perfect. Victor Hugo and I are driving down to Kennedy. Um, So so one of the things that I love about Esmeralda, one of the reasons why I immediately was like, okay, this is going to be great, is um, 
you know, when you hear a lot of like female co-hosts or women who do news or women who do traffic, they're very subservient to whoever the male host is. Uh, yeah. They're like, yeah, you're funny, yeah, tits. They'll do stuff like that. <laughs> right. And when I first started working with Esmeralda, like anytime I would be like a smart ass, be like, she'd be like, no. Yeah. No. Well, that's also part of, I think, why I got moved to overnights. Because uh, the afternoon host wasn't like, he wanted me to be like, the ch- like no, 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 okay. I wasn't doing that. Right. I wasn't going to have it. Right. And that's why I love her so much. One of the many, many reasons I love her so much. It was like, as soon as we started talking and she, like, I would be like, smart ass guy. And then she would zing me right back and be like, no, nah, Nick, you're a dick, man. And I'm here to prove that. I'd be like, well, you rule. So, so and when I called her and said, hey, listen, will you, will you do this uh, podcast with me? Yeah. She immediately said yes. Yeah. So I, I was, and we have not seen a dime. Hey, Mission, yeah. by the way, you. Uh, well, I was, when you said that, I was like, yeah, no, I don't. None of the things I've ever done have seen a dime in terms of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that's right. We work so in I'm radio. Fine. So it's not like the most lucrative. Uh, I'm fine. I'm yeah. used to it. So, um, but yeah, but you mentioned closet. Now, you know, this is the this is the glamour of working on the Nick D podcast. Um, I do mine, my podcast. I record my podcast from my dining room table next to a, a one hundred year old radiator that just was turned on a few weeks ago and is now clang 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 all the time. But you're in a closet. You're literally in a closet. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a closet. So facing my clothes, and then behind me is a probably a five foot. Um, what are the um, room dividers? Like a, a wicker basket room divider uh, with blankets on it. And then because it's too short, I have it on top of three shoe boxes. <laughs> yes. Man, are you envious of us right now? I bet you. Glamour. Yeah. Oh, and then two dirty uh, moving blankets that I bought off of Craigslist. Jason, have you ever, now you've done voiceovers and stuff like that. Do you, you know, you have a professional studio, you're like a real dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so no closet for you. You're not stuck in a closet. I made my uh, my living room my studio. You did. You're so. Well, no, you it's, it's actually a study. It's a study, but now oh, it's a studio. Oh, look at you! So with more than one room. <laughs> what? Well, more than one room? He's got two places to poop. <laughs> oh, so so in the closet. So you're you're there. You're like R. Kelly. Trapped in the closet. I'm oh, sorry. No, shit, I'm sorry. You pee on young ladies. That's what you do, right? That's an R. Kelly joke for you people who don't say, yeah. Oh, my God. What rough crowd. Jesus Christ. Dad, you want to come up early? Jesus. Uh, so you're in, the, you're in the closet doing your thing, and you also do voiceovers and stuff like that. Yeah, in That's the cool. same closet. In the same closet. So, Very busy closet. Very professional. And you have a cat who is pissed when you're in there too long, because I've heard your cat. Yes, he meows. He loves attention. Okay. Well, listen. So we're here. We're going to have a lot of fun. And one of the things we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes is um, lies that um, older people tell younger people. So lies that your parents told you or lies that you've told your kids. Um, And we're going to get to that in a second. But we have have these great gift cards to give away. And in order to do that, we're going to ask uh, some trivia questions. So um, uh, we're going to start with that. And this is the first one is for Gale Street Inn. You guys, you guys know the Gale Street Inn, right? It's the greatest, greatest restaurant on the planet. George Carzis uh, runs it, and uh, we have fifty dollars gift certificates for the Gale Street Inn to give away. And we are going to ask trivia questions. Okay, so I'll ask the first one. As well, you ask the second one. Okay. We'll do two here. Yeah. So we, if we can uh, maybe have a little house light, just a little bit of the house lights, that'd be cool. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, moody. Ooh, sexy. Wow, you guys are hot. 
All right, so again, these are questions that you probably will now. Yeah, I'm old. I wear these. I got readers. Did so you, you buy them at the Walgreens? You can, yeah, I did buy them at the fucking Walgreens. Yes, I did. Uh, so anyway, these are questions that you probably know if you listen to the podcast or if you used to listen to us in any capacity. You guys are not going to win a goddamn thing tonight. <laughs> Right, the first but thank you for coming. You guys are awesome, by the way. Again, give it up for these guys. They. She wanted to try the mac and cheese thing. You get first dibs. You get first dibs. What? What are your names? Chris. Chris. And Bianca. There you go. You're gonna. I promise you. You're gonna need some banaka afterwards. See what I did there? Wow, it's a rough fucking crowd tonight. It's going to be a long night. Okay. All right. I will ask the first trivia question. All right. Here it is. It involves Esmeralda. Who, raise your hand. And again, don't scream out the goddamn answer. Okay? <laughs> you put your hand up. Shut up. Put your hand up. I will say this person. Then you'll get the answer. And if you got it right, uh, Colin over here. This is, this is actually, this is uh, Esmeralda's uh, oh, yeah. boy Colin. toy. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. He was V so. on the old in the old. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're a boy toy now. You're a boy well, no, toy. Well, no, he had he was gopher. Now he's a yeah, now tonight he's, boy, he's, boy he's boy toy tonight. So feel free to squeeze his ass when he comes back. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Who is Esmeralda? Again, no screaming, just hand up. Who is Esmeralda's biggest celebrity crush? Esmeralda's biggest celebrity. Well, gee, you guys have a good chance, I think, tonight. <laughs> well, go ahead. It's not Prince. It's not Prince. Wow. No. You don't know? Yes. The Rock. The Rock? No. The Rock. Hey, did I go to high school with you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I went to high school with you. Yes. Holy shit. By the way, can yes, I just say can I just say this now? I'm gonna embarrass her. I was in love with this woman. Oh. I swear to God, I was in no, she's not saying no, I follow her on Facebook. Trust me, I stalk her. Is she doing better than me? Okay, she can't be doing better than me. Is she happy? She can't be happy. Damn. I once loved her. She can't be fucking happy. I was in love with you. This is Laura. I love you. You know that. That's fucking weird, man. Is, is your husband here? He's not? Because he's going to kick my ass. I was in love with this woman. I was dating my manager from McDonald's who was six years older than me. I was 16. She was 22. She had a kid. And I was in love with you, trust me. And I was getting it on a regular basis, and I was still in love with you. Okay, uh, my parents are like, holy shit. We're learning a lot tonight. All right. You want a hint for who? Why don't you give them a hint to who your celebrity crush No guesses at all. You guys, you guys don't even listen to this fucking podcast. Oh, wait. Hold on. It's not Keanu Reeves. That's mine. That's mine. No. He's nice, but no, it's no, um, he was in... Which, okay, I'll say the, the first movie he was where I fell in love with him. Uh, Primal Fear. Primal Fear. Yeah. What'd you say? It's not Richard Gere. No. All the way back there, yeah. Edward Norton, everybody. Right back there, a green hat, right? That's a green hat. Back there with the green hat, boy toy. Bring it over there, boy toy. Uh, Edward Norton, wow. So it wasn't, I, I know what it was. It was American History X. That's the one. No, right? it was Primal Fear. You sure? Because, you know, sexy racist uh, Nazi. Oh, no, that one scared me because he was like evil twin Edward Norton. Yeah, well, he was Nazi racist Edward yeah, Norton in that one. But he was sexy as hell. All right, so Edward Norton. All right. 
Yeah. Um, mine right now, my my uh, celebrity crush right now, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh He's my dreamy. God, he is so dreamy. He makes me he makes me question my sexuality on a regular basis. <laughs> I just saw this movie Bones and All. He's so dreamy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> And he can speak French? He can, I don't give a shit what he can speak. He can, as long as he's in bed with me. Okay. Can you read my writing? I... Okay, yes. Okay. This is the next trivia question. Okay. This is for a $50 gift card from Apt Electronics, where you can get all your electronic needs. Vibrator and... You can find, you can't find those there. <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> You're in the closet a lot. I'm I know you checked. need them. I, uh, okay. Uh, okay. So what crazy actor did Nick hang out with for a week? Oh Way back. Oh. Gary Busey. Absolutely ding, right, ding, Gary Busey. Ding, ding, ding. Wow, more hands went up on that one. You knew that one? Okay, Gary Busey. Yes, Gary Busey. Uh, okay. Hold on. Is yeah, this, yeah. Go ahead. Where, 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 raise your hand run. If, you, if you, to the person who made Run, boy that. toy, run. Yeah, back there. All, it's all the way, this guy's all the way in the back. He's trying to hide. Are you Gary Busey? <laughs> yeah, I spent a week with Gary Busey uh, every night. Uh, for a week. When was and this? What years? October. No, or what why? Year? That's a good question. Um, because he liked me and I'm desperate. October of 1992. He was in town filming that fucking movie where the kid broke his arm and then he pitched for the Cubs. The um, Rookie of the Year. Yes. So he was in town filming that and I was, this is how, it, how, how I met him. I was dating a girl who was way out of my league. Not as good as you, Laura. But way out of my league. Like she was really, really, like I had no business being she was hot and uh, she was able to like get into VIP rooms because she was hot and so we were at China Club which is not true yeah look at people are cheering China Club do you have cocaine with you right now so um, so we, we I, so one night we go to China, China Club and I'm like yeah I'll go to China Club you're hot I'll do whatever you want so we go to China Club we get into the VIP room and I remember the guy at the, at the door who was letting people in like yeah come on in because she was all hot and then she sees my dumb ass walking behind her. And he's like, fuck, you're with her? And then I got in. But anyway, one night we're in the, we're in the VIP room at China Club. And I look across the room and it's Gary Busey. And I'm like, that's Gary Busey. He rules. And the girl I was with like, okay, whatever. But she was hot. And so, and this was probably about a year, this was about a year after Point Break came out. Okay. So, it, and Point Break, please. Yeah. Yeah. But now when Point Break came out in 91 and around 92, people still hated it. Like it. It did okay at the box office, but most people thought it was terrible. And it didn't become the absolute classic that it is now until years later. It took a long time for it to catch on. Um, so he was still, you know, so he, I'm like, I'm going to go say hi to Gary Busey. And she's like, I don't know who that is, but go ahead. And she went over to all the other hot chicks because they all hang out at, in the one corner. So she goes over, and I go over to Gary Busey, and I walk up, and he's in the middle of a conversation. So I'm waiting. And he's huge. He's a huge guy. And he's got the hairs all messed up and the crazy eyes. He's... So I walk up and I'm like, I don't mean to bother you, you know, um, I apologize, but I just wanted to say hello, I'm a big fan, and I loved you in Point Break. And he goes, what? And grabs me by the shoulders and goes, what'd you say, did you say fucking Point Break? And I'm like, yeah, and he grabs me by the shoulders and pulls me in, to, I'm like literally two inches away from his face, he goes, that fucking movie changed my life! <laughs> and he starts screaming, so he, he took a liking to me, he started telling me about how Patrick Swayze is Bodhisattva. I jumped out of a plane with him. He changed my fucking life. And then he's telling me, I die. I was dead for 15 minutes. I'm like, all right. I split my skull. And he's telling me the whole brain surgery, motorcycle. 
uh, went off to the bathroom a lot. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, and he would come back and be more high. I like you, Nikki. And he kept calling me Nikki, and I don't like Nikki. And he's like, ah, Nikki. And he's like, I'm staying at the Westin across from the Hancock. Come over, man. And I just hang out with him. And so for seven nights, I hung out with this guy. And we're at the China Club, and we're talking. And my girlfriend, who again was like really hot, came up. Uh, I introduce her to him, and he's like, oh, she's a good-looking girl, Nikki. And I'm like, yeah. And, uh, and she's like, okay, it's time to go. And I'm like, no, I'm going to hang out with Gary Busey. I'm going to hang out with Gary Busey. I think that's what did it. That's exactly Yeah. She broke up with me like a month later. Oh. Like, you're going to hang out with Gary Busey, and you got this to go home to him? You're hanging out with Gary Busey. So anyway, so we, he walks away really quickly. I'm standing there, and there's a bunch of girls sitting on the other side of the room, and they kind of are looking over in our direction, and they clearly recognize him, okay? And they're looking, and they're kind of like, ooh, they're kind of giggling. They're not looking at me, obviously. They're looking at Gary Busey. And so they send a representative over to come up and say hi. And so she comes up. She's got, like, her tits are pushed up. She's got the tight dress and the whole thing. And she comes up, and she says, hi. And she says to Gary Busey, now, obviously not even looking at me, you know, like, no. And she looks at Gary Busey, and she says, hi. Um, we're really big fans, my friends and I. And he's like, oh, that's great, great, you know. And then she goes, yeah, we loved you in 48 hours. Oh, no. Uh-oh. So there's a pause. And he goes, Gary Busey goes, what did you say? <laughs> and she's like, we're really big fans. We loved you in 48 hours. He goes, that wasn't me, goddammit. That was Nick Nolte. <laughs> Fucking Nick Nolte. I wasn't in 48 hours. What the fuck is wrong with you? I got an Oscar nomination for the Buddy Holly story. Get the fuck away from me. That was Nick Nolte. She's crying. And she runs away. So he turns to me and he goes, that happens all the time. I'm going to the bathroom, Nikki. <laughs> More cocaine. And then, uh, so, anyway, yeah. Seven days of that. I have a long story, longer story about him sitting next to me watching Under Siege, which is a movie he's in, and he sat next to me at a preview screening of it, talking the whole time. Like, you know, because I got a pass for it, and I was like, right. hey, you know they're screening uh, Under Siege at the Esquire, right down the street from where you're staying? He's like, I didn't know about it! I'm like, okay, don't blame me, I'm not Warner Brothers. He's like, you think I can get in? I go, you're in the movie, dude, I think, pretty sure you can get in. But I go, you can be my plus one. So I brought Gary Busey to see Under Siege. And he's sitting next to me. And every scene, he's like, that was my idea. <laughs> me and Tommy Lee Jones, we improvised this. See, but you know, what's the thing in the movies where they, that they talk commentary. about? There you this go, you had your that. own. Yeah. And he's talking to me, he's like, yeah, Steven Seagal's an asshole. He wouldn't cut his ponytail off. You can't be in the fucking Navy with a ponytail. <laughs> so anyway. All right, Gary Busey. <laughs> Okay, so um, has anybody ever, has your, have your parents or have any older people ever lied to you? Yes. What, give me some examples. Now, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You lie to your kids because you want to like, if they were like, hey, where do babies come from? You're not going to say, well, semen and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're going to say stork or, you know, Amazon, whatever. <laughs> so you're going to lie to your kids every once in a while. So what, was, what are some of the lies that you were told? Well, I'm a, I'm a child of immigrants, so there is many a lie that they told me, well, at least my mother. Um, you know, the usuals, you can't go to bed with wet hair, you can't go outside with wet hair because you will get sick. Uh, you can't go out, uh, be in the house without socks on because, again, you will get sick. Um, I've never heard of that one. Really? Oh, yeah, no. You, Have to you guys heard day, that one? No socks? You're getting, you die? To this day, my mother still, she'll see me when I'm at their house. And she's like, why aren't you wearing any shoes? Go get some shoes, put some socks on. And I'm just like, it's fine. Um, what was the other one? Also, because I don't wear shoes all the time, I like to be barefoot. She, that's why she thinks my feet are all wide. Because that's how that works. <laughs> 
because they've widened for me walking. Does your mom have a foot fetish? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I don't talk about her with those things. Jason, the Skaggs, you have any, like you have kids. Do you ever lie to your kids? Every day. Every day. Um, yeah. So, I mean, everybody has got those, you know, like the, you mentioned some of the ones that your parents tell you, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. if you, what happens if you swallow gum? It takes seven years to yeah. digest, right? That's bullshit. Okay. Uh, don't sit too close to the TV. Yeah. Your Although, eyes will I mean, explode. come on. I mean, they're not going to explode, but I mean, well, they're going to mess you up. You can't read in the dark. Your eyes will blow up. Like all of this shit, you know. There's a lot of blowing up. It's, there's a lot of eyes blowing up and feet smelling, and you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of lies. You know, like they, my mom, and I don't know if this is. I don't know where the hell. Look at her cover. No, you're covering your face now. You walked up on the fucking stage a half an hour ago. So, my mom came up with this one. This is one that I remembered, and I've never heard this anywhere. And I, I think I've asked you this before. When I was a kid, my mom said, "If you play with matches, you'll pee the bed." Oh wow. <laughs> That's quite a connect, like, to jump. And you're shaking your head, yes, like that's a real thing. Wow. Did you make oh that my. up? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so no, here's the thing. Did you ever then play with Oh, matches? no, I didn't want to pee the bed. <laughs> so, did you anyway, though? I did, yeah. Uh, I, so this was like, in my 30s when I was a drunk. That's a different time. So, uh, anyway... Those are the kind of things we're talking about. Now, the biggest lie that I was ever told, and this is a story that I've told before, but I want to talk, like, uh, Jason's got the mic here, and we, I want to hear from you. I want to hear, really quickly, we'll just go through this before we bring out our surprise guest. Um, stories that you told your kids, okay, that you lied to them, or stories that you were told when you were a kid that you found out later were bullshit. So think about that, okay? If you've got them, you lied to your kids, they lied, you know, you were lied to by your parents, <laughs> Old people lie. Now, so let me give you the story, the quick story about, it involves Walgreens. So, some people listen to the podcast. So, my uncle at the time, and this was not like a blood uncle. He was like the second, was he the second, was he your, was he your sister's, was he your sister's second husband? No, your, no, your, your sister, Aunt Judy. Yes. Okay. Was Ron her second husband? Yes. Okay. So, Ron. Who again? By my mom's, by my mom's talking about, <laughs> this guy was married to my aunt, so he was not the father of the children. He was not my cousin. He was not blood related. He was just a dude that my aunt married, and he was a dick. He was a dick, and I really didn't know he was a dick till years later. But so one day, it's like I'm nine years old, eight years old, mm. and me and my uncle are at Walgreens, and we're in Walgreens, and we're walking around, and he goes, "Hey," he says to me, "Hey, do you know why it's called Walgreens?" And I go. I don't know, I'm eight. I'm like, oh, no, I don't know. Why, why is it called Walgreens? He goes, because when the stores first opened, when the store first opened, the very first store in like 1918, they painted all the walls green. And that's why it's called Walgreens because they wanted to separate themselves from other pharmacies and be special. So they painted all the walls green and that's why it's called Walgreens. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was eight. I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Walgreens, green walls. Okay, cool. So cut to about 16 years later. I'm at a party in my mid-20s, okay, with a room full of people in their 20s, adults in their 20s. It's like 1987, so, you know, we're listening to The Fix or something. And uh, put on side to a bourgeois tag or some shit. So, bourgeois tag, that's a deep cut, by the way. So anyway, we're there, and, and, and the subject of Walgreens somehow came up, like somebody mentioned it. And I go, hey! You guys... 
guys know why it's called Walgreens? But with a straight face. Now I'm like 23 years old. And I'm like, hey, you know why it's called Walgreens? And they're all like looking at each other like, what is this? This is a joke. What the fuck is he talking about? And they're kind of looking at me. And then one of the guys goes, he patronizes me. He goes, no, why, why, Nick? Why is it called Walgreens? I said, well, because in 1919, when the first store opened up, they painted all the walls green. And that's why it's called Walgreens. And everybody is like looking at me like, what the fuck, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, it's Walgreens because the first store, they wanted to be different. So they painted all the walls green. Pause goes by and then suddenly, like a bolt of lightning, it hits me and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then they go, no, dickhead. It's called Walgreens because there's a family called Walgreen and they own the, 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 the pharmacies. It's not called Walgreens because the fucking walls are green. And I was like, oh. And they're like, you know, by the way, you know there's only one L in Walgreens, right? Dipshit. So I actually believed it from the time I was eight to the time I was like 23. I walked around on the planet thinking that Walgreens was called Walgreens because the goddamn walls were painted green. And so I say that out loud. And, and how many times do you think you have told that? Just to that people? one time. Really? Just that one time. You kept that, that amazing fact to yourself. I did, didn't I? Wow. And I, and I was all proud of myself. Hey, you know why it's called Walgreens? And they're all like, you are a dumb son of a bitch. And to this day, this was like 30 years ago, to this day, the people who were in that room still are like, hey, Nick, want to go to Walgreens? You know, the place where they paint the walls green? So that's like the, that's the one, and I and I that stayed with me. So that was a lie that someone told me that affected my life. Does anybody have a story that they would like to share about a lie that they told their kids? Okay, well, here we go. All right, it's a little therapy. Again, as well. you, can, you, know, you know, you know, you're amongst friends. If you've traumatized, we won't your child. judge you. Yeah. All right, what you? Uh, this wasn't my kid. I don't have kids. Yeah. Was my parents? Uh, but I used to be a waitress. And uh, I walked up to a table one day, and the the mother, before any of their other family gets there, she goes, tell my kid that you're out of soda. Uh. <laughs> tell my kid you're completely sold out of soda. And the kid walks right up, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, they're sold out of soda, right? You're sold out of soda? I'm like... Why am I lying to your kid for you? Yeah, well, there you go. So you lied to a kid that you didn't even know. Yeah, I'm like, great. Okay, okay. we're out of soda. There you go. All right, so somebody lied Somebody lied to uh, to an actual, a complete stranger. I feel so bad and no, so, Okay, we got someone, someone over here. That's Jason Skaggs. He's not a boy toy. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so my mom used to tell me that when we were kids, my sister and I, she was like, we two big cookies. So... Well, I mean, so she would say, oh, we get cookie dough. So she'd say, she'd say, stop doing that. You eat that raw. You're, you're going to get worms in your stomach. Worms in your stomach. That's a classic one, right? The the the, the, the cookie dough with worms. Yeah, Although, that's a, isn't that kind of true, though? Not worms, but it like... No? Yeah, right? Worms. <laughs> so maybe they are right. You know what? Maybe everyone is telling the truth in a way. Anybody else? Oh, this guy. This is <laughs> Chris down here front. Oh, one, one, oh, one, one over here. here, yeah, here what do you got? This is really bad. When I was a kid, we were with Milwaukee at the Ramada Inn, and there was an air supply cover group. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh wait. I'm sorry. What were they called? Air supply. Air supplied? Air supply. Right. It was a cover group. Oh, okay. but what? Did they have a fun name? No, it was, it was a cover group for the band. Right, okay. So I thought they had a fun name because, yeah, like, like a... 
Like, you know, like Black Sabbath tribute band is called War Pigs. You know what I mean? Like, the Scorpions tribute not. band is called Scorps. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I can't remember what Okay, my, yeah, my you're in Milwaukee in the room. Yeah. My parents told me it was the real air supply. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, how are you here at this robotic lending? <laughs> I think like at age 25, I figured out they were lying to me. So. Did you get autographs from I them? Did, I did. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, oh, my God. I, up, I couldn't believe it. And then I'll never forget my mom's best friend was just laughing at me. And I realized that prospectively they were just they were just they were yeah. did they sign did they sign air supplies yeah, names? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's kind of sweet of them to like you know keep the lie going for yeah. you. <laughs> this poor kid's in Milwaukee at a Ramada Inn. Just sign it. He's got a terrible life. He's at a Milwaukee Ramada Inn. Okay, uh, let's do one more from Stranger Man here. <laughs> All right, so this one is called the Hot Spoon. I'm not sure if this is a comedy one. Uh, when we were kids, it was me and my brother growing up, and we were about 20 months apart, so we were close, but also very, we fought a lot and stuff like that, but so when we would get in trouble for doing something and mm. our parents didn't know who it was, um, we would lie and say it was the other one, obviously, which is a typical sibling thing to do, but so my dad would take a spoon. He's like, okay, well, oh God. If, if one of you is lying, whichever one of you is lying, if we put this hot, if we if we put this spoon on your tongue, it will burn your tongue. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought it was. We, we automatically broke, no matter who it was. We don't want to be burned by the spoon. Yeah. Do we have to call child services now? I mean, I thought it was going that. I was like, oh my god. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Okay, that explains a lot about you. <laughs> So real quick snitches, both of you. Yeah. Because you would yeah. snitch on each other real quick. <laughs> well, you, you uh, I mean, you have a brother. He's younger, right? Uh, older. Older, older, you. older. What was it? I'm an only child. Can you tell? <laughs> um, what, did, did any of that kind of stuff, did you like rat out your, your brother? No, or he was, well, he was seven years older. Or he is. He's still alive. Uh, he's still <laughs> <laughs> past tense, like he's not here. Um, he's seven years older than me, so we kind of were, I was almost, I felt like an only child because I didn't really, like, deal with him. Sure. Other than, like, just sometimes we would bicker and things, and then we, he'd be body slamming me. Like, that's apparently all we did was, like, fight like cats and dogs. And then did, wrestle, like, did, would, just, like, did, throwing me. Was, was one of you a favorite? Did your parents have... Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the golden child. No, no. Okay, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> That's good. Okay. All right, cool. I don't know what that's like. I'm an only child. So you're just perpetually, you're the golden child. It I doesn't guess. matter. I don't know. I don't, I'm a complete disappointment <laughs> to those those people over there. And right now they're going, Jesus Christ. As your mother keeps just hiding We weren't going to come. So, anyway. All right. Well, that's good. So lie to your kids. I think it's a good thing to lie to your kids. Yeah, why not? It builds character. It is. All right. Before we bring out our, uh, our, our, uh, our guest here, uh, our, our first guest. Let's uh, let's ask a couple more trivia questions, okay? You guys ready? Yeah. All right, this first one is for Gale Street Inn. And Ooh. here is the question. Now, this one might not, we might have to do some hints about this one. This involves you, Esmeralda. Okay. So, do you see it? No. Okay. <laughs> this involves you. Oh, right, 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 okay. right. Okay. So, the question is, what local TV event from the past completely freaked out Esmeralda. 
Does anybody remember? Don't say anything. <laughs> you can't. This Tom Hush, though, might. By the way, Tom Hush is here. Yes. Is Lauren here? Hi, Lauren. They're getting married Saturday. Give it up for them. Yay. Is Slap here? Is Tom, Slap? Is he in the bathroom? Slap is in the bathroom. Okay. Thought so. Um, Tom Hush uh, used to produce uh, my show. I worked with him for about a year and a half. One of the best producers in the world. One of my favorite people in the world. Uh, he and Lauren are getting married Saturday, and I'm very excited. Congratulations, you guys. Uh, Tom produced my show, and I don't know, he knows this British guy named Slap Slapley. I don't They're know if you family. listen to the podcast. They're family. And uh, so, but <laughs> yeah, you, you can't answer the question. Okay? Right. Anyway, Tom, by the way, produces the Steve Cochran Show on WLS uh, weekday mornings, 5.30 to 9, of which I am a, uh, I'm a regular on that show. And you should listen to that show instead of fucking Surat. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not going to be bitter. I swear to God, I'm not. Okay. So, what local TV event that took place here freaked out Esmeralda? Anybody? Anybody? Anyone? We, oh, oh, way back there. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Go ahead there. Uh, to this day, still freaks me out. There's nothing even that scary about it. I don't right. know what it is. Well, explain, explain to everybody. What, this is the Max Headroom. For people who might not remember, this happened in 1987. Does anybody remember? Does everybody remember Max Headroom? Yes. Max Headroom was this uh, guy. It was Matt Brower. Brower? Brewer. 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 Matt Brewer. Thank you. Brewer. Brewer. All right. Shit. I got it. <laughs> it's Jesus Brewer. Christ. The goddamn Matt Brewer fan club is here today. Brewer. Brewer. All right. Wow. Whatever his fucking name is. Max Hedrum. And he was like this. And he had like a weird head. And it was yes. interesting. They had a really yeah. terrific actual TV show, not mm -hmm. just the videos. I'm yeah. talking where you introduced. They had a science fiction TV yeah. show called Max Hedrum. And those are fine. Which I'm was fine great. with that. So this guy, in the, in, in, uh, he broke into a signal. Yes. Uh, on Channel 11 while Doctor Who was on. So mm -hmm. maybe people didn't even tell. Couldn't even tell. Um, so while Doctor Who was on and while um, sports was on WGN. Yes. Um, and this guy broke in and he was dressed up like Max Hedrum. Mm -hmm. He had the Max Hedrum background and he was he had like... A, yeah, he had a mask. I think it was a mask. A mask. He had a Max Hedrum mask on. Mm -hmm. And then like for three minutes, this guy broke in and was like, ah, doing all this weird shit. And people around the city were like, the hell is going on? And it ended with a bare ass being slapped. <laughs> oh, really? See, that I haven't seen well, to that extent. I mean, I've only seen the PG version of right. the show on well, TV. So, for some reason, what, what is it about this that freaked you out so much? It's the... It's the fact that he kind of... He, it's garbled sound. Yeah. And then you kind of don't know what's going to happen. I've seen it many times, and I still think something more is going to happen. I don't know why. Well, okay. Um... So let's you see. You son of a bitch. Let's see if Esmeralda freaks out. <laughs> Can you even? Wow, how low budget is this? Playing it on, you lost it. Oh boy. Wait, I got it. Hold wow. On. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. No, I don't want the Showtime oh, to fucking Lord. class on you. It's scary. Look it up no, on YouTube. On. I find it frightening. And I actually had a friend who wanted to do a whole documentary on it. He's like, and I want you to voice it. And I'm like, nah, thank you. Thank you, sir. No. <laughs> is it going? No? no it is. There is. Look at it. It's And then he's wearing, it's a big head, giant Max Headroom head. See, I don't, nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. That's going to be in my dreams tonight. Thanks a lot, Nick. It just ugh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. 
There's just something about it. I'm telling you, like, I'm still waiting for something scary to, like, go on and nothing happens. I I remember when we first talked about it um, and we played the audio on the air, Esmeralda was, when she did traffic, she was in what we call the traffic hut. Mm -hmm. And so she was in a different room, but I could see her on monitors in the studio. And I remember playing it and you just went... Fuck this and got over. Yeah, I'm just like, no, we're not going to listen to this. No, so, thank you. Very good back there. Uh, Max Hedrum, very nice. Yeah, nice congratulations. Job. Good job. Okay. Esmeralda, do you want to try this one? Again, this is my writing, so it's a left-handed weirdo. Okay. You got this one? Yeah. All right. Sure. Nick, okay. Nick witnessed when a man in a fur coat came into an all-night diner and requested that the cook do something with a wad of cash. What know was that, that request? Right here. Put it on the grill. Put it on the grill. Look at that. Ding, 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 ding. All right, boy, boy. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> so you listen to the show, obviously. Too long. He, too just, long. he just guessed too that out long. of nowhere. Yeah, he just guessed it. Put it on the grill. I don't know. Is that a thing people say? It's a long story. I was at this uh, all-night diner called the Two-Way Grill back then. Uh, it's Elston and Pulaski. Mm-hmm. And it's literally blocks from where I live now. And it's called something else now, Shit Hut or something. I don't think it exists anymore. No, no it's there. Trust oh, it's still there? Me. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it's there. And I went there. Uh, we went there one night. And we were. It was after drinking. And we walk in. It's the middle of the night. And it was like walking into a David Lynch movie. There was a guy at the counter. And it was only counter so- uh, seats in this, in this place. There was a guy at the counter with a blow-up sex doll sitting next to him. And a full breakfast that he was feeding the sex doll. And nobody, She's hungry. Nobody, that was, and nobody met an eyelash. The waitress came over, refilled her coffee. And, all. <laughs> and then this dude with a fur coat came in with this woman, hair out to here, makeup, the whole thing. He's like, yeah! And he's screaming, that's a good night. Oh, it's going to be that kind of night. And he sees the guy with the sex doll. All right, buddy, it's going to be that kind of night. And he pulls out a wad of money. He's like, man, this is $500 right here. $500. And he walks over to the guy behind the counter. Grill man! And the guy behind the counter is like, I don't want to be here. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I hate my life. He's got the greasy apron on. He turns around. The guy, grill man! And the guy's like, what? He's like, it's $500, man. $500. And the guy behind the counter is like, that's great. Yeah. Here you go. He gives it to him. He goes, now put it on the grill. <laughs> He's standing there with a wad of money. What? Put it on the grill, grill man. Grill man. You're the grill man. Put it on the grill. <laughs> So he goes, this goes on for like three minutes. Put the grill, grill man, put it on the grill. And he's like, all right. So he takes the money, puts it on the grill. He's like, all right, give it back. <laughs> Gives it back. Put it on the grill. And that was a saying that my friends and I had for, I don't know, years. Anytime somebody got weird, put it on the grill. You ever have anybody tell you to put it on the grill? No. <laughs> no, not yet. There's still, there's there's still, still time, time, you know. There's still time. <laughs> So, all right, cool. We have more. Uh, we have a few more trivia questions that we're going to get to, and we are going to get to this taste testing stuff. You guys up for taste testing some uh, some stuff? We'll hand it out. Uh, we've got some Twinkies that are uh, mint chocolate Christmassy Twinkies, and again, you get dibs on the mac and cheese. Yeah. Most of these are quite delicious, and then except you know, for the mac and cheese. Yeah, and then we dive into a little yeah. weird. We got some Peeps. They suck, but we have like Christmassy candy cane <laughs> yeah. Peeps. So all that's coming up. And my dad, who's right there, mm-hmm. is going to close the show by telling a couple of jokes. So that's all coming up. But before we do that, I want to bring out our surprise special yes. guest. Um, Did uh, anyone, no one knew? No one had no, people, any inkling? I think some people knew. Some oh, people okay. know, right? Yeah. People know? Okay. <laughs> I like these two in the run. They're like, yeah, we know. We know. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Thanks for keeping the surprise, Jack, off. <laughs> 
anyway, this is a guy who is uh, a renaissance man to the, to the absolute definition of renaissance man. He is an incredible artist um, who does collage work and sketch work and paintings. He is a writer. He is an actor. He has appeared in movies and television shows, including stuff like Patriot, and he's in a couple of Jonathan Demme movies. Um, he worked with Steve uh, Conrad on a couple of uh, films. He is uh, an author. He is an actor, does stage plays. He has radio experience. He's worked with some of the same people that we've worked with. Um, and he is a born and bred Chicagoan South Sider and unfortunately a Sox fan. Um, Tony Fitzpatrick. Patrick, everybody. Ah. How did you? Uh, when, did, did you always know that you wanted to be an artist? Was there was there a time when you were? Yeah, when I was a little kid. Um, I like drawing two things. I like drawing birds and uh, naked women. <laughs> and. Uh, my first time in third grade. Third grade? Yeah, roughest three years of my life. Um, the nun got upset because I was drawing naked women with bird heads. And uh, then I found out the Surrealists made a fortune doing that. Um, so they, they had my mother take me to uh, Loyola, uh, child psychology. No shit, really? Yeah, no shit. So... We're walking into the, it says psychotherapy. I could read when I was four years old. My mother taught me, you know? So we're walking in there, and my mother's giving me this bullshit, like, you're going to talk to one of my friends, you know? All this horse shit, right? So I'm reading the, the title on the building, and I said to my mother, I said, who's getting her head examined, you or me? <laughs> and um, she had me talk to this shrink, and, you know, the shrink calls her and, and, and says, you know, he's probably going to make you very proud someday, but uh, he, he delights in being an asshole. He hates authority. Um, <laughs> what I really want to know is, that, how can I get that nun in here, you know, who was so upset about the drawing? I had him draw me what uh, he got sent here for, and I'm going to keep it. I think it's a good drawing, you know? Wow. Yeah, so... You know what I found out was that making drawings uh, was kind of my hammer and nails against everything. I was, you know, I was huge in the comics as a kid. Um, and then I found Mad Magazine, and it's like, these guys get paid to be assholes. <laughs> this is a perfect job for me, you know? And um, it, it was kind of uh, a way to strike back, a way to... Uh, hand some back for all, all the bullshit they gave me in grade school. I did, I did not, I was not a student, you know, I would, as a kid, uh, you know, they were always pretty sure I was an artist, but I was not a student. And uh, I got invited to attend several other schools by the <laughs> schools that I was going to at the time. You got invited. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got expelled a number of times, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, at a certain point, I just thought, when I was 14 or 15, I thought, 
this is really the only thing that really makes sense to me. How much of uh, the Irish Catholic raising background oh, God. Got, yes. into, got into your, is into your art? You know, thank That's God. That's a stupid question. Thank God I'm an, uh, yeah, thank God I'm an atheist. You know, I mean, <laughs> thank God oh, that's I'm what did atheist. it. That's thank what did it. Um, uh, there was just so much punishment and so much guilt and so much uh, shame, um, you know, at about the age of 11 or 12. You know, I brought, I, I saw this skunk get flattened uh, by a truck. But the skunk was still alive, so I picked it up. I run it into the school. I asked the sister, you know, can you please bless the skunk? I think he's going to cash in, you know? <laughs> give, him a, give him a homina, yamina, domina. And... Uh, you know, tell God he was a solid skunk. He was a stand-up skunk. <laughs> and uh, now this is two days earlier. She'd been telling us all this about all God's creatures, great and small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And um, she said, well, get that vermin out of this school. And we're not even thinking about it, Nick. I said, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you're a hypocrite. Nice. And, um and then it all went to hell, you know. Really? How'd that happen? I, 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 really I got expelled. Shocking. Yeah, and um, uh, you know, when I explained it to my mother, she's she's she was like, "Yeah, you're right." Mm. You oh, know, they, cool. they told you one thing and and acted completely unchristian uh, to the poor skunk. In the meantime, she made me take all my clothes off in the backyard <laughs> and came out and poured tomato juice all over Aww. me. Because that was the only thing that could get yeah. rid of the stink. And let me tell you something. Didn't really work that no. well. Have you ever, has anybody ever been sprayed? Have you ever been sprayed by a skunk? Did you get it? My dog. My yeah. It stayed with Pooch for a while, didn't it? Yeah. I got sprayed. I got sprayed when I... When I is Scott Oaken here? No. No? Okay. I got sprayed when I lived with him uh, at the Honeybee Complex. I like Foster and Cumberland. So it's not like a skunky area. I was drunk, shocking. Yeah. And I was walking. I was walking back to my apartment, and I'm just walking. All of a sudden, a skunk pops out, and I'm like, oh, nails. There's oh, Nick. God. There's Nick Tigilio. I'm gonna give him every every inch of my piss gland love. Boom, right in the fucking face, right? Nailed me. And I'm like, what the? F so I went to the. There was a white hen like four blocks away. Yeah. It's like 2.30 in the morning. I'm shit-faced. And I'm yeah. walking to the White House. I'm like, And you met you? your wife, right? No, 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 this is way before that. And I walk in, I'm like, where's your tomato juice? They're like, get the fuck out of here. And then I did the tomato juice thing, didn't I? I threw the coat out. It was just, yeah, no. It, it, honest to God. No, you you almost God. have to set yourself on fire to get oh. rid of that <laughs> shit, you know? Give her, Esmeralda, now you grew up in Joliet. Joliet. Yes. Yeah, so they got skunks there. They have skunks yeah. there. Yeah, I avoid the outside. I don't do that. Did you, do you have you ever been attacked by anything in the, besides prisoners in Joliet? No, <laughs> no. You know, a couple birds here and there. They yeah. swoop at you. Yeah, when when they're nesting, especially yeah. spring migration. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend uh, who drives me, and every time we walk into Humboldt Park, this red-winged blackbird just aims for his head, and it's only this one guy. It's my See, it's that my guy friend. Did something to that bird. It's my friend Coley from uh, from Galway, Ireland. I'm gonna bring it. I'm going to bring a badminton racket and make short work of that bird. <laughs> and he says this in front of eleven bird watchers, and it's like, <laughs> then we're gonna stomp a mud hole in your ass, pal. You know. Do you um, think the bird, like, do you think he did something to the bird, or maybe like no, the fuck bird's no, brethren? he was just walking around a Humboldt Park, minding his own business. <laughs> 
What he did was he got close to where they were nesting. Mm. And birds are extraordinarily territorial that way. Yeah. And, you know, unlike humans, they always protect their young, you know? Yeah. 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 So... Um, uh, birds. So you get you get into birds at a very young age. I mean, you you you. Yeah. Still, I mean, you you do birds all the time. Uh, it's it's a common theme for you. Yeah, I'm I'm right now. I'm I'm making a big body of work about comic books and cartoons, which were my gateway drug to making drawings. Um, but yeah, I mean, birds were a big part of it. I had uh, a very serious heart surgery seven years ago, and uh, you know, damn near died. And and. You know the birds are uh, for me they're eternal. You know they're they're always uh, uh, work their way into the symbology of hope and uh, rebirth and 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 that. And um, uh, another thing is like whenever I was in trouble with my mother, whenever I was in, whenever I get kicked out of school and I was in the shit house at home, okay, uh, I draw her a cardinal. Boom, all is forgiven. You know. <laughs> The last grade school I got accepted to, um, yeah, I got kicked out of a few. <laughs> grade when, school? You weren't even in high school yet. You're getting yeah, exactly. So th- my parents are walking me up, right? And I remember the, the, the nun, Sister Regina, she's standing outside, and I get about 10 feet away, and she's like, nun in her head like this. Like, she's like pissed off. It's like, fuck, I didn't do anything yet. And she goes, I know all about you, buddy. I know all about you. Yeah, we're not going to expel you. We're not going to kick the can down the road. You're going to straighten up and fly right. I almost said reflexively, okay, yeah, yeah, bitch, really? And uh, my father was digging his hands into my shoulder, and I thought, maybe maybe table that one until right. later, you know? And um, my father outs with this. He goes, Anthony is going to pursue his studies with a renewed vigor. <laughs> I almost started laughing. What the fuck are you trying to sell here? You know? And um and, and the nun watched me like a hawk. She was like twenty feet behind me all the time, you know? And she was like, you know, five foot nothing, you know. Um and one day I'm I'm drawing a picture of a blue jay. And I will say it's one of the more perfect blue jays I ever drew. And she's standing behind me and she goes, Huh that's my favorite bird. You know why? I said, sister, I have no idea. She goes, because they're pugnacious like I am. <laughs> so I don't know what made me do it, but I waited the next day until she was out of her office. I, I took it out of my loose leaf folder and I left it on her desk. So then later on that day, she's walking behind me at lunch and she goes, thank you. It's good to see that you have a talent for something besides raising hell. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm glad that you like it, sister. I might even get a frame for it. You know anybody from a frame shop? I said, you're on your own with the frame. <laughs> you know? And then uh, she goes, and by the way, I heard two days ago you handed Tim Duffy his ass. I said, well, he started it. She goes, yeah, I know about that. She goes, but... Just realize, I know everything that goes on around here. Like, <laughs> I got eyes all over town, you know? Um, so. Now I'm curious, have you revived the bird head naked lady? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> oh. Are they always different bird heads? Like different types? It worked. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll put a cardinal head, or I'll put a hummingbird head, or a... Uh, 
every once in a while something really elegant like a, a Malachite Sunbird or uh, yeah, you know, or uh, a, a beautiful waterfall like a loon or a, you know, or a certain beautiful duck like a wood duck. Mm. Yeah, they all go good with the female naked body, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Esmeralda used to work uh, with uh, Jonathan Brandmeier. You worked yeah. at the Loop for a while. Yeah, you worked at the Loop. Yeah, yeah. So I, did, I did time there too. Yeah. I did yeah. a decade there. You <laughs> so know? T- tell me, tell us about the time that you spent with the Loop, and you worked with Johnny B. A little bit of those stories, and then we can go into when you were on the radio yeah. as well. So. Oh well, I was. I mean, I was working with Johnny B. when he came back. Did you work so, with Buzz? No, he wasn't with Buzz at the time. Oh wow. Um, this yeah, was, was his, this was his comeback he, when, when he, he came, came back from L.A. When he came back from L.A. And yeah. then before he came to GN, when he started doing mornings at GN, they brought Buzz in. That's right. Yeah. Because I used to I used to lead into Johnny. I used to be his lead in. Uh-huh. And he's fucking crazy. He's yeah. completely insane. I've, I've never seen, I've never seen a guy have. work harder at being on the radio than Bram. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like... It's like a rabid squirrel just yeah, running yep. all over the fucking yep. place. Carts here. Yep. And you know what? He was really good at what he uh, what he did. He was the most natural morning man I ever saw. He's, but he was yeah. really like eccentric. Well, you worked with him. What, what yeah. You? No, oh, you no, have no, no. Every, you have no idea. Whole, the yeah. energy, that's all yeah. him. He does yeah. have, you know, Red Bulls and stuff. But no, no, no. That is all him in the morning. It's yeah. ridiculous. And we would have to put up, and you saw it at GN, like there was windows in his studio that would look out into the hallway of just like people walking by, and he had to cover it up because he was like a dog, where if he saw something, he'd just be like, huh, and then focus yeah. on that, and then not be he literally, keep going. When, when I the would, AD, I, the I would, ADHD is paying it's off, Mom. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. When I, when I, I would be, I'd get off at 5 o'clock, and he would come in, and he was in the studio, when this was back when we were at the Trip Tower on the second yeah. floor, and he, he had his own studio, like they made yeah. a studio for him. Yeah. And yep. so, but he had to have everything blocked off. Like yep. all the windows mm-hmm. blocked off. And I would get off at five o'clock and uh, they would throw it to news and news would be going. And I'm not kidding. I would walk down the hallway back to this was this is when I just had a, a hovel, not an office. And I was walking back and every morning when I would see him, he was sprinting. Like sprinting. Like there was yeah. a fucking fire behind mm-hmm. him. Like he's, he's running down the hallway to do the show. And I'm like, he knocked me over one time. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have to get out of his way. He doesn't care. Man. Yeah. Did not care. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I credit uh, my career to him because he's the one who gave me my first Well, what kind of stuff, stuff. did you do for John? Um, we did, well, I was kind of like his personal assistant, so I had to go get him like his Starbucks and his Jamba Juices. But <laughs> extra, extra caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he also, he let me do um, like movie uh, things, like the whatever was coming out oh, with the wait, movies and didn't you CDs. go to London's? I did. Wait, oh, this is a great... He let me go to London. He did not care about... It was a movie called Pirate Radio. He gave a shit about it. And he was just like, hey, go have fun. He even gave me some money. I was like, cool, man. Was it Phil Seymour Hoffman? Phil Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a very good movie. And Bill Nye. Yeah, it was fine. They wasted a perfectly good cast. It was not a great film. Not a good movie. But you went to London. Yeah, I got to go to London. So Johnny is like... you know, yeah, he was like, go have fun. Yeah. Go do whatever. He was, I mean, yeah. you know, my, my encounters with Johnny, I was on the air with him one time, and, you know, he knew me. I knew Buzz more than I knew Johnny. Yeah, that's and, usually and, the way it went. Yeah, you know? and I knew Johnny here and there, and he's crazy, and he would talk about me sometimes on the air. He's like, that guy before me tried to stab me. He would make shit up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just saw him in the hallway, and then Nick DeGillery just tried to stab me. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't try to stab anybody. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's morning, Sue. It's a bit. 
It's not yeah, real. Yeah. It's a bit. It's morning zoo. Yeah, I stabbed him twice. Yeah. You should have heard the stuff he used to say about me at the loop. It's like, you know, like I had a big friend of Buzz's. Uh, the guy doing the, the movie talk with him. He, you know, he's murdered people. That guy's <laughs> murdered people. You know, he, he's put bodies in trunks. I know that for a fact. He's sullen. He's taciturn. He's not very friendly. <laughs> I don't come out of the studio when he's in the hallway. It's like, it's, what are you talking but, about? But the thing you know? about Johnny was, and you know this from mm. working with him, I mean, insane, insanely talented at what he did. Yeah, like, and, 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 and like, his focus on sound, that show was incredible. All sound bites, boom, yeah. bang, boom, yeah. like everything. And I'm like, and I, I did radio for 35 years, and the kind of shit that he used to do, just like dropping sound bites. Three, four hundred carts almost in, every shift. And back before it was, you know, before, Ex- when it was carts. Exactly, mm-hmm. when it was carts. I mean, insane. Incredibly yeah. crazy. Guy. And I will say, when I was with him, he had a guy who did audio stuff for him that would like with it. He'd be like, "Give me this. I need this song." Blah, 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 blah. And he would have to like be right ready with yeah. it on his. That's, bef- do that's before they had the, the computer. Yeah, where you could just download the right. drop. You and know, he, like Johnny would come up with an idea. Johnny would come up with an idea. He's just so this. Yeah, he'd come up with an idea, and like three minutes later, he wants it on the air. Like I've got this idea. Yeah. <laughs> And he would get yelled at a lot. Fucking run around yeah. doing that. But you know what? When you listened, it sounded flawless. It sounded it's, seamless. Yeah, it sounded I mean, seamless he was he was really he, he was really uh, an expert at making all of that chaos, uh, you know, like like a still body of water. You yeah. just thought it evolved naturally, and um, and, and Morning Zoo is a different animal. Mor- no, yeah, no Morning Zoo. Yeah, <laughs> but it is like yeah. Morning Zoo. You got to do the yeah, man. Here's the here's the trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. you hear the traffic, and here's some, you know, we're going to have a Yeah, it says 55, 5 before 9, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't imagine I Fuck had a, is wrong had a with list you. of characters <laughs> that I had to, like, people who would just call in and do whatever, and, like, silly people who yeah. would call in, and I would have to write down every small detail about everything that happened. So he could then, at one point, just be like, call up so-and-so, and we're going to do this. You know what, they're, they're, they're all a little yeah. like that. Like Stephen yeah. Gary. Yeah, you know, they were on in the afternoons for years, but honestly, they're, they're you know, they're morning men. You yeah. know, I mean that that's that's how they uh, that's how they broke in. Steve Steve is uh, probably my radio hero. Steve Dahl, yeah, probably my radio. Besides Roy Leonard, I'm sorry, Roy Leonard is my radio. Sugar hero. Roy, man, the best. He was the best. You know ever. what? The, ni- the nicest man in radio. In, the most professional. Me. And. I would not have a career without Roy Leonard. And, and Radio is not loaded with nice people, though. No. You and I both know that. No. And, They're and pricks. They're reason. a bunch of pricks. <laughs> Dirty, rotten pricks. For some All reason, of them. For some reason, Put them in a, a hole and shoot them. <laughs> for some reason, he took a liking to me. And I don't know what it was, but he's like, hey, you're yeah. all right, kid. I don't know what yeah, the fuck yeah, it is, yeah. but I like you. And, uh, and he's like, here's the deal. Because uh, they, they originally, he was like, come on in and uh, interview for producer of my show. And I was like, I'd never had any kind of experience or anything. And yeah. This was like in 1980, early 1985. So this, is, you and I broke in the same time. Around, yeah, I broke we, in at 85. I remember we we were the we were the kids in the screening in the screening room. room. It was like Gene, Roger, Gene, Roger, and Roy, then, yeah, Dave Kerr, uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Rosenbaum, Dan Geyer, Dan Geyer, Michael and Wilmington, yeah, and and then us. We'd walk in and we'd yeah. be like, get the fuck out <laughs> of here, clowns. Yeah, and, it's it like, was, and Roy would have to go. No, he's with me. You know, it'd be yeah, one of yeah, things. same here. Buzz would have to do that. It's like. Who's that fucking biker guy? Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. So, man. Like, so yeah. you know, but but like, you know, like knowing, you know, like Roy was like, he was, he gave me everything. He's yeah, like, I'm gonna. Yeah. And so when I went in to interview for the producer, I didn't get the job. I had no business trying to be a producer. Yeah. Like I remember one of the questions was, all right, if uh, something, if a news story broke, 
uh, and something happened, what would your priority be? And I'd be like, Turn on the radio and hear it. I say, I go, I don't know, call Roy. And they're like, thank you for coming in. We appreciate you. <laughs> and so because I didn't get the gig, Roy's like, hey, man, here's the deal, buddy. Let me just tell you something. I'm getting sick and tired of kung fu movies. I can't see another goddamn horror movie ever. You review that crap for me. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Um, that's okay. my bread and butter. Yeah. And that's how it started. It started because he was sick and tired of, he was Roy fucking Leonard and he didn't want to see horror movies anymore. Do, like, do, you, know, do you know how me, me and Buzz started? No, this, by the way, Buzz Kilman and Tony did drive-in reviews. I don't know, you guys remember drive-in reviews? Yeah, for 10 years, yeah. Amazing, and that's how I met you. I met you yeah. through that. Yeah, we, we, we'd be in the screening rooms. One time, Buzz is at home, you know, <laughs> Lighten up a fatty. Uh -huh. And he hears Gene and Roger trash the movie Predator, the first one. And he calls me up. At this point, Buzz is collecting my drawings. Him and Jonathan and Demi were both collecting them. And he goes, you believe this shit, Gene and Roger? He goes, Siskel pulled a Siskel about, you know, Predator. <laughs> he, goes, he, goes, he goes, hey, man, we saw that movie. You know, lots of quality kills. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> such a good buzz, man. So, yeah. so he goes, yeah, he, By the way, he I didn't even, he he goes, point out a guy named Buzz was smoking pot. I didn't even... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he goes, do me a favor, take the train down here. We're going to go record a fake movie review, and we're going to extol all the things that we like, like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. You know, I mean, uh, it's not a tumor, you know. Um, and then... Uh, Drive-In Reviews was born. It was great. Yeah. Was Larry great. Ward heard, heard it, and he said, yeah, do it every week. Yeah. Larry, another former boss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mine, too. Yeah, I know. You know? Very incestuous, all, the radio. Yeah. All, all, all of a sudden, you know, I've never had a day at broadcast school. You know, it's like I didn't have really a radio voice. You don't need it. All of a sudden, I'm on the radio. It. You don't need it, you Tony. Don't need you don't it. need it. Yeah. Trust me, I was in the business like, for 35 years. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I, I had one guy, one bozo. Uh, who, who's one of our guys that came via Bonneville, you know, when Bonneville... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh -uh. You know... Um, oh, no, they're all like that, man. Next like, star. You know, when Ooh. you read, when you read the, the news uh, and when you read the time of day, uh, you read it a couple of ways, you know. Uh, <laughs> quarter 11, uh, 15 before 11 o'clock. It's like, why don't I just say it once and get it over with? What the right. fuck, you know? And... Um, you know, it's, if it's 55 degrees, I go double nickels. It's like, yeah, if you're an asshole, yeah. That's exactly what you do, you know? We, we had to, they, right, right before I got canned, um, they brought in a consultant. Oh, they're the worst. And did they, had, did no. you get focus grouped? No. Did I you look at the group. producer's booth and there's 11 assholes standing no. there staring at you, no. you know? I yeah, they bring in focus groups. It's like, get them the fuck out of my studio, you know? So, but I had a consultant. Oh, you would have loved this guy. Oh, Esmeralda, you would have loved him. I get this guy, and he listened to, like, uh, Tom, by the way. Hi, Tom. It's my producer. We had to sit in office with this fucking guy for, like, two hours and listen to the most massive amount of horse shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and we both were sitting there just, like, not saying a word. Just like, motherfucker. And he listened to one show. Yeah. And then would listen. He would play it back and then stop and go, all right, you see what you did there? Okay, this was a huge mistake. I've been doing it for 30 years, fucko. And get I'm out of my there, office. And, and, and we're both sitting there, just Tom and I are just like, you know, like, okay. Yeah. And then at one point, he's like, uh, uh, listen, I don't understand this. Why did you just say, like, he played a, a break. I went to a break. And I said, yeah. okay, we'll be right back. And he goes, oh, why did you say we'll be right back? And I was like, well, 
because people say we'll be right back every goddamn day <laughs> on TV <laughs> and on radio. And, uh, and he goes, uh, let me ask you this. You said we'll be right back. I'm like, yeah. Did you go anywhere? <laughs> and I went, he said that, right, Tom? He did say that. Yeah. He goes, did yeah. you go anywhere? And I the go, the existential radio no. consultant. <laughs> did like, you go, go anywhere? Did you, and, did you and Godot and go said, somewhere? I said, no, yeah. I said, no, I didn't go anywhere. And he goes, well, then why would you say? We'll be right back. Did they go somewhere? And I'm like, I don't know. They might have. Uh, and it's like, well, you never say. We'll be right back. Blah, blah, blah. And then we had to hit the time. We had to, we had to, like, here's the thing. It got to the point where, like, For I, the was cum, notes, right? I was to getting pull notes around the while I was on the air. I was getting notes from the PD, from this jag off. You know what they did when they did that to me? I would take them. I would look at the guy. I would crumple him up. Yeah. <laughs> he would give us notes. He would, Tom would get most of it because Tom would, he would text Tom during the fucking show. In the middle yeah. of the show, this jag off who, who uh, uh, and he would say stuff like, uh, you didn't read. You know, like, so Let me guess. He, he's not with that station. No, no anymore, he is. Right? He's the one. He's the guy who can. <laughs> is, it, is that the fucking guy that uh, wanted to take uh, Howard Stern off the air? No. That douchebag? He's bad? dead. Is he really? That's pig vomit. Yes. He's dead. Yeah. Good. Yeah, 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 no. he, he ran GN for a while. Um, what was his name? Uh, Kevin Matheny was his name. And he yeah. was pig virus if you read the book or pig vomit if you saw the pig movie. Pig vomit, yeah. And But he was. Uh, you know, was that, the yeah. portrayal in the movie Paul Giamatti was nicer in the movie. <laughs> than he was. But anyway, so that we made through that. I made it through that. You know, he left, he's gone, and then they bring in these new guys now who are there now. And this guy wanted me to repeat everything. Like, like literally, after I would ask a question of a guest, we would literally have to go, oh, by the way, it's 10-10, and my guest is blah, blah, blah. And people would call up and go, what the fuck is wrong with Nick? Is he yeah, drunk? Exactly. <laughs> Because exactly. he's repeating himself. He picked the hooch up again. Yeah. No, exactly. And I was, and everybody. I've been public with my, with my struggles. Yeah, me too, man. Sobriety. I, mean, I was sober th- that whole time. I was sober, and then like people were like, "Is he drinking again? What's wrong with him? Because he sounds weird. Yeah. The show sounds different. He's repeating himself, and I'm like, this that's what happens when they try to format you, man. Consultant like, in, I, you know. Hey, wh- did you go anywhere, Tony? Why did you say we'll be right back, <laughs> Tony? Why? Because did they I tell fucking felt like instead? it. Uh, what was it, Tom? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you supposed to say? Hey, hey, let's by the continue, way. Let's continue yeah, with... Continue we are continuing with it. You don't go anywhere. Blah, oh, blah, he's blah. one of those ah, NPR jagoffs. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have yeah. made him do... How many hours were you on air? Six at one you point. Made him do six six yeah, you should have made him do the Yeah, you used to do... Five and a half. Luke Tom still Damn. knows what did you do? Midnight to six? Oh, it varied. I remember when I got canned. I remember going there at two four, in the right? morning one night. Eleven to four. Eleven to four. When I got canned, I was doing eleven p.m. to four a.m. Do you remember when I'd be your guest? I'd come there at two in the morning. Oh yeah, no, I people you actually know. did show up. And then the problem we is, COVID. is that if I that was a lot of fun working through COVID. If I would have done it on the phone, Nick, I would have fallen asleep. Yeah, I know. You know I like, think I did once. Yeah. When they had me on, <laughs> I fell asleep, and Tom's like, did you fall asleep? I was like, what? No. Well, okay. You mentioned drive-in reviews. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, when I talk about, we talk about movies all the time on my podcast. I review the movies with yeah. uh, Steve Procopi and, uh, and Eric Childress, who I think are here. You guys here? Yes, they're here. Yay. Eric Childress and Steve Procopi. Cool. And uh, they are on with me every other uh, uh, Friday uh, on the podcast. And we review movies. What have you seen? And I know the kind of movies you love uh, because you love the genre stuff. 
and I wanted to you know what I've been I've, I've been watching guys. this stuff on the platforms mostly um mm-hmm. I want to go see and you hated this movie it's called tar oh mm. <laughs> I guess I guess you didn't like it but I'm a listen Kate, let me I'm just a say Blanchett let, fan no, so I love let me just know. say this I'm in the minority I'm way way in the minority I Hated that movie with every fiber of my. Well, you being. hated Joker too, and I actually I hated that movie with Joker, every fiber. You know, um, but don't listen to me about Tar. People love it. Blah blah, fucking blah. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. Uh, but I like Kate Blanchett. Um, I do too. I mean, I think she might be the best living actor. I really do. So, I no, mean, so yeah, I think you'll like Tar. I'm still. You know what? But I'm watching. Last night I watched the first Tulsa King. Sylvester so, Stallone. Stallone in Oklahoma. Yeah. He's like, a, bunch of, a bunch of middle-aged women went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look middle-aged to me. No. They look like kids. I went to high school with her, and I was in love with her. You went to high school? Yeah. yeah and and with her. I went to high school with her. Wow, with both cool. Of these young ladies. I was only in love with her, though. Oh, okay. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. She, she's really thrilled that she came right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wasn't going to run. I'm going to run back to the John now, you know. Do you have a favorite um, movie that you've seen lately? Oh, that I've seen lately. What do you have? What no. do you, what do you, what you know you? what I did watch and I was very disappointed. I know you hated it. Was House House of Gucci? Oh, I watched that damn thing and I did. I was so bored. I, I, did I didn't even want to see it. It's like Lady oh, it's Gaga about Gucci. Lady Gaga doing her best Ren from Ren and Stimpy. I was That's just really accent. hoping it was gonna be like campy fun time. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch Gucci thing. Well, but Jared Leto. No. Jared Leto seemed to think it was campy fun time. I like. You know what? I didn't mind him. You know, thing. I kind of, I kind of despise him. Well, we should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he looks like a yeah. douche. You know, I've, I've seen him be very, very good in films. I've there's seen a running him. joke in this new Glass Onion movie that involves uh, Jared Leto. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't like the Glass Onion movie. I'm the only person. You know what? I haven't seen the first one. I haven't yeah. seen Knives oh, First one's nice. fine. Yeah. yeah. This new one. Edward Norton, your boyfriend's in it. I know. So he's There's a scene fantastic. in the movie, by the way. I will say I was I was in Edward Norton's first movie with him. He's Primal in Primal Fear? Fear. I'm in Primal he's in Fear. Where are you yeah. in Primal Fear? Because I'm I know the cop that movie watching. Shot by shot. I, I got six lines with Richard Gere, and, and believe me, you get screen time with Richard Gere, you're going to meet some girls. I'm serious. You know? <laughs> oh, you were the fat cop talking to Richard Gere. Yeah, it was me, baby. <laughs> That was me. That was my overweight ass. Well, now I have to rewatch it. So you re-watch like it I don't yeah. every week. That's one of her favorite. That's when she <laughs> fell in love with Edward Norton. That was the yeah. movie. I, I got to tell you, he was the nicest kid I ever met. First movie. Yeah, that was his first, first film. Can you believe lovely. that? Like, and you know what? Richard thing. Gere was w- the sweetest guy I ever met. He yeah. was a lovely man. You know, first but first movies like we've talked about this before. First performances like first movies. That Edward Norton. That was his first movie. Probably. Yeah. Do you know that Alan Rickman's first movie was Die Hard? Yeah, he was first. Really? He was from a very well, great damn. theater company in Ireland called The Gate. Yeah, and um, he mostly did Samuel Beckett plays. And but and I mean, a like phenomenal, like right actor. out of the gate, you're Hans Gruber. You can't. I mean, what? exactly. I just, I just hey, man, it's like... not Christmas for me until they toss his ass off exactly. Nakatomi <laughs> Tower. You know, that's that's when I get all warm inside. Yeah. Jingle bells, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> I like Black Christmas. I go to the 1974. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. That's my, that's my Christmas movie. My favorite Christmas, one of my favorite Christmas movies. My favorite Christmas movie. I'm looking forward to Violent Night. You know that's coming out. I'm yeah. next week. David Harbour. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Santa killing. Oh, yeah. 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 I like him. It looks like the movie, it looks like it's the actual movie that they made in Scrooge. Like the Lee, the Lee Majors movie that they made. In the night. The, what's it called? The Reindeer Died? Like the night the reindeer died. You remember Scrooge? 
and the fake movie. Yeah, yeah. This looks like that's what it is. Oh, that's it's great. Like that movie. I like when he wanted to staple the uh, antlers under the mice. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I love Scrooge. You know? So, but, uh, but in, like Christmas movies, uh, The Ref is my favorite. The Ref is my favorite by far. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Jonathan Demme's nephew, uh, Teddy, Ted, yeah. directed The late, great Ted, they're both dead Absolutely, now. yeah. Yeah, Jonathan, you know, sadly, Jonathan, who is responsible for my career as an artist and an actor, um, he died the same day the great Martha Levy died from Steppenwolf Theater. Wow, what a day. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. I got I got to honor her. I did the mural for Steppenwolf Theater. By the way, have you guys seen that, the mural of Steppenwolf? Yeah. That's Tony. Tony yeah. did that mural outside of Steppenwolf. It beats hanging drywall, you guys. You know? <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, you take one look at me and think, yeah, that's your basic unit for, like, uh, manual labor, you know? <laughs> It's like, hey, uh, Grip, come over here and yeah. drag that 50-pound bag of cement over to the wheelbarrow. Yeah. You know? But no, I got lucky. Yeah. You know? You didn't Draw, get lucky drawing too. weird pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Birds <laughs> with chick bodies? What the fuck exactly, is wrong with Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you have a favorite Christmas movie? I'm a normie. I like a Christmas story. Christmas story. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that's a great one. Also, yeah. because they just they shove it into your brain 24 7. Hours. But yeah. also, yeah. same director as Black Christmas, I'd like to point oh, out. Oh, nice. The guy yeah, who directed yeah. Black <laughs> Christmas also directed Christmas. Bob story. Clark? Bob Clark, the late great Bob Clark. And he, director of Porky's. He also made Porky's. Oh, yeah, exactly. Versatile. The man was versatile. He was. He was. He also directed Baby Geniuses and Super Ge- Baby Geniuses 2, Super. I bet you Babies. saw. I you bet you saw money. every one of those. Of course movies. I did. <laughs> I'm in the Bob Clark documentary. They made a documentary about Bob Clark. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I'm talking No headed. kidding. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, as long as we're here, we should, uh, we should mention uh, our pal Sergio Mims. Uh, who we, we yeah, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sergio. The founder of the Black Harvest Film Festival. One of the co-founders of the Black Harvest Film Festival, which is happening right and now. And one of the funniest guys you ever met. Um, more knowledgeable about movies than, like, anybody. And, yeah. Um, he liked me because I was a white boy who grew up going to the grindhouses in the 70s. Absolutely, man. He's like, you're all right. You're yeah. okay. Like Dirty I saw Mary, Shaft in the you, theater. You saw the Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry? Yeah. yeah. The Woods. So Woods Theater, yeah. man. Yeah. So anyway, Sergio, we, he, we just lost him about a, month, a couple months ago, a month and a half yeah. ago. And he was amazing. An amazing dude. An amazing guy. You knew him back in the day. I, yeah, I once watched the, the, uh, we watched Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song together. You know. Oh, God, that must have been something. Oh, it's, it was amazing because it's like, uh, Sergio, first thing he does, we, we sit down, we're watching the film, and he goes, no, I'm not going to talk back to the screen, okay? Just remember that, you know? <laughs> but he was um, he was also one of the guys in the screening room with us. And oh, yeah. we also, remember when the movie Roger and Me came out? Yeah. And that one guy really loved it, and the rest of us kind of thought... Fuck that, him. Uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Michael, Michael Moore. Michael Moore was kind of full of shit. Kinda? Yeah, yeah. Really, kinda. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's kinda. Tony. Yeah, it's not. It's not actually a journalism documentary. It's 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 his version of the news. I remember when Bowling for Columbine came out. I was like, the best documentary of the year is Jackass movie. I love Jackass, man. Much better. I brought my son and six of his friends to see Jackass when they were eleven. And, uh, I had. You're a good I had, dad. You're a yeah. good father, man. And and one kid's. Uh, father called me up and said, you know, I, I didn't appreciate you bringing my son to this uh, inappropriate film, this jackass, where some guy takes a dump in an armor store. I said, hey, why don't you take your own kid to the movies, fucko? I said, really, honest to God. Uh, the, the boys really enjoyed it. 
I don't know if he's going to be coming here for any night movie club. I said, I give a fuck. Here's a quarter. I, I, I am a. Re- I think Jackass is the greatest thing ever. I, I, do, I could man. watch hours. If there was a 24 hour Jackass, I would watch it. It's you the and me thing. both. I, Johnny Knoxville, I love him. I, you know, I don't know. I, my favorite Jackass is a Jackass. I even see him in movies that are like just morally hard to defend, like the. The Ringers one. I, I like oh, that movie. Yeah. The Ringers. So do I. So do I. Because he was also in uh, the. He was also in the. Uh, he was in John Waters. What the hell was the John Waters movie? Was uh, uh, what? He's not in Pecker. No. What's the John Waters movie? No, he was in the one where Dirty they. Dirty Shame. Thank you. Yes, Dirty Shame. He was also in that movie where uh, they take Graham Parsons' body out to. Right. Joshua Tree. Yeah. And they're trying to light it on fire yeah. and give him a Viking funeral. <laughs> and the, the assholes forget accelerant. You know, so they burn like half of Grand Parsons. Only you would, and then they fuck it up. Accelerant in this thing, exactly. Yeah, and uh, this was a big deal. A couple guys almost went to jail for that. True, Um, but uh, yeah, I like Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, well, I grew, I grew up. I was around the age. Right. Where, like, when they started doing it on MTV, I was like, yeah, this is funny. Yeah, my son, my son, when he was 10, said, when I grow up, I want to be Bam Margera. It's like, oh, oh fuck, you know? You want to be him now. Oh, <laughs> oh God, no, man. He's, he's, going uh, through, he's going through it. He's going know? through some, yeah, he's going through some stuff. Um, That's, that, so, so, um, so, so you're a, a, a Christmas story. Um, but, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up next week. I'm sure my favorite Christmas movie, yeah. I would think, is... Die Hard, yeah. Die Hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, I like the look that you gave when yeah. you're like, yeah, Die Hard. Are we forgetting what's it, what? Shout out your famous Christmas movie. Gremlins, too. Gremlins. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gremlins is a great Christmas movie. Elf. Which one? Elf. Elf, yes. Elf. Elf. You know, the Elf is good if you really like Will Ferrell. You have to really like Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a prerequisite. I, have, you gotta, I, have, I have like a, I have a certain, like I used to like Jack Black, and then it's like, Enough fucking Jack Black, okay? I've, I've had I mine. like him now more than I used it's to. It's like a chocolate mousse. You know, yeah. Will Ferrell, I've had mine, okay? Yeah. See ya, you know? Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, speaking of Will Ferrell, he's in a really shitty Christmas movie now that's on Apple Plus uh, called Spirited. You know what I liked him in was uh, Old School. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's jogging course. naked. He's running around naked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, my favorite Will Ferrell movie um, is... Uh, the other guys with him and uh, oh Wahlberg. yes Wahlberg yeah my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the absolutely the funniest uh, thing that he's that he's what's done. your favorite movie this year this so year yeah it's it's a film that nobody I'm gonna say it nobody it's called Two Leslie Two mm. um, Two Leslie it's a, a woman named Leslie it's called Two Leslie it's based on a true story about a woman is this a chick movie it did is, you did you I mean it? I cry I cried like he's a bitch I've seen, I've seen it three times and I and I, I sobbed. But here's you'll understand, Tony. You and I share the same sort of we share the same disease, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this movie too, Leslie stars an actress named Andrea Riceboro, who um, you would you, she's a chameleon. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She was just in Amsterdam. Oh wait, I know who she is. Amsterdam. She was in Birdman, yeah. Mandy with uh, Nicolas Cage. She's in this movie called Too Leslie. It's based on a true story and it's about a woman who wins the lottery. Um, she's a flame. A, major alcoholic she wins the lottery yeah. and blows all the money and completely screws up her relationship with her son the movie takes place six years after that she's in the gutter and it's about redemption it's about her okay. dealing with right. uh, redeeming herself after being in the throes of alcoholism and trying to repair this relationship that he has with her that she has with her son um, 
and uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and the movie destroyed. Me. As it's, am I. And you yes, know, um, I know. Uh, 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 and it's 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 one of those. And she is Andre Riceboro. You won't hear her name because fucking Kate Blanchett's going to be all over the place. But you won't hear her name. <laughs> um, Andre Riceboro is her name. The movie is called To Leslie. It's on VOD. It's on video on demand right now. Um, it's it's absolutely yeah. one of my favorite movies. And my other favorite movie this year so far is Bones and All, which is from the director of uh, the Suspiria remake and Call Me By My Name. And it stars uh, Timothy Chalamet, who is my current love of my yeah. life. Um, it sounds like you guys want to take warm showers I, I together. I love him. I love oh, him. He's, yeah. he's all in now. He wants to. So that one, Bones and All, is one of my favorites. And um, yeah. Uh, those are the two. Whenever I see films, I've seen a bunch. Though I'm, I'm blanket After Sun is another one that's really yeah. amazing. Another really great. Whenever film. I see films about alcoholism, um, I, I sometimes judge them very harshly. Me too. It's like um, I was sober for 35 years, and after my heart surgery, I had a surgeon tell me that a couple of glasses of dry red wine would help keep my red blood wine. thin, which it did, you know. And then uh, shelter in place happened, and I kind of lost my off switch all over again. And um, uh, the deal with the, uh, alcoholism is that it's so pernicious. It sneaks up on you even when you know you know better. Yep. Um, you know, to no, have 35 years of sobriety and then go out there again, I, I just uh, yeah, I feel mean, a shameful kind of stupid, no, you know? I know. I know. I, Five under my belt. I had five years under my yeah. belt, and uh, when I got canned, I, I dove into a bottle of uh, Jameson for seven weeks and didn't eat. Jesus, um, you're lucky you're alive. Yeah, no, no shit. And uh, so, anyway. when they say that but, stuff, but it's when I, when cunning, powerful, it, and baffling. They're not fucking around. No, man. they're not. They're not. <laughs> but know? it's but it's when you when I came out of it, I was like, okay, I want to get my yeah. shit together. And yeah. then this. This woman said, yes, I will do your podcast, and then everything felt better. Aww. I'm not kidding. Come on, man. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not kidding. Anyway. Um, hey, let's lighten up the mood. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I hope you guys are enjoying your fucking Death, alcoholism, you know. You guys what want another you? drink? Huh? Yeah. Make it a double, assholes. Exactly, yeah. Everybody want to do shots, huh? You want to do shots? Yeah. We'll watch. Um, so anyway, no, thank you. Hey, you want to you taste know, You know, drinking's shit? fine as, no, long as, as long as... Some of us can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Some of us can't do it. No. Seriously. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Some of us can't do it. So let's eat some candy let's eat some instead. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. I saw some of that shit back in the green right. room. We love to do what taste tests. What is that? Tests. What the fuck is that? These are Twinkies. <laughs> it's got green shit in it. It's good for you. It's green. It looks like the jolly green giant blew his load into that. I'm not eating. He might have. <laughs> On that note, everybody I'm enjoy not, this. Yeah. I'm it's, not eating, I'm not eating that shit. Spooge from the jolly green giant. He everybody. probably did. It's Okay, so here's what we're taste testing some Christmassy stuff. Now, Ezra, tell everybody that we taste test stuff. Tell everybody about how much we love to do that. Oh, well, we just like torturing ourselves, apparently, because we keep eating weird stuff. You can eat mine. Oh, okay. Thank you. (laughs) What kind of weird Kit Kats do you got there? Sure. Here's one of those. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You don't want one? Guitar guy, here. (laughs) Ruining the fun. Come on. So we we got some of those. Uh, does anybody is anybody going to be man enough to men, to to admit that they fucking like peeps? Yeah, I do. You like oh. peeps? I like peeps, yeah. Oh, Give but me you're one. against the Twinkies? Here. Yeah. Okay, here. Uh, let's do, here. Take that. Pass, pass them around. Take one. Pass them around. These are candy cane flavored peeps. Oh fuck, that's great. All right. 
Grab one, pass Come it down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, that's a fine peak. So let's taste test these. We've got everybody. Okay, we've got. Now we pass these around. Don't don't hey don't hork them. Don't. Whoa, whoa. What, what what kind of Kit Kats are those? You gotta try it. Grab that one. Give it to you. You guys, you guys that empty? Take that box. Okay, we got um, gingerbread cookie flavored Kit Kats. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Don't hork them all. Yeah. Some of these are not the people that in bad. the back. Some people over there, over here. Okay. We got more peeps here. You can grab those. Yeah, a lot of these are bad, but we're we're trying to, I guess, soften the blow when we go to the mac and cheese candy cane. Okay. Um. We've got. And oh, and by the way, don't. Here, here's here's another thing. The packages and stuff. Don't throw them on the floor. Put them in your cup. Take them with you when you leave. I don't want extra work for anybody who works here, okay? So take all the packages and take them with you and throw them out. No extra work for the people that you are tipping, right? You're tipping them? Okay. You're tipping the hell out of them, correct? Uh, Fruit Loop flavored candy canes. Anybody? I think this side of the house is getting screwed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go that, Can you go go to that side of the house? All right. Uh, Mac and cheese flavored... Now you have to. You, right here. The special one down there. There you go. You can share it. <laughs> you want to like break a piece off and share with your neighbor? Okay. All right. And then you brought. What is this pop you got? Um. So I brought some soda. It's over there. <laughs> What is it, garlic or rye? Boy, boy toy, boy toy yeah, is a little busy. Okay, so what do you guys? All right, well, so far, what is what have you? What have we tasted? Have you tried the mac and cheese? No, you. The peeps were good. The peeps were good. Yeah, yeah. Candy cane peeps, you like? The uh, gingerbread Kit Kat was okay. Gingerbread Kit Kat? Yes. Yes. Yay or nay? Gingerbread Kit Kat. Yeah. All right, let me try it. Good. Good. Okay. All right, would anybody care? We're going to try to hand these out. Um, what is this? All right, explain what this is, Emerald, because people are going to vomit. Uh, this is a Joan Soda special release turkey and gravy soda. There you go. Anybody want to try turkey and gravy soda? This fucking guy. I have pop. All right, let me try it here. Look for people who are drunk enough where you can just pour any goddamn thing down. Yeah, how many people yeah. are drunk? Yeah, I'll, I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah, give me that. Nobody wants them. Who else wants them? I have six of these damn things, so. You're gonna, you've got a lot of drinking to do. Yeah, if, yeah, if somebody wants a whole bottle. Want a whole bottle? Anybody want a whole bottle of turkey and gravy? Give, give, her, give her one. There, there we go. I have some te- some testers here. I feel like I'm at the Sam's Club now. So, so Nick, by the way, <laughs> by the way, Nick, point out your dad. Who My dad's over there, right there to the left. Oh, wait, look. Which guy? He's, he's the one wearing the very quiet shirt. Yeah, there you go. Would anyone like to taste the soda? I love your joke, line? sir. Anyone? No one? Oh, there we go. All right. Go. Okay. Two. All right. We have, look at, okay, there you, want you one, go. You want one? There, there you go. You go. It's go. gravy, turkey, and gravy soda. You know, Bring one to the wife and expect divorce papers in the morning. As long as it's free, you can give away any kind of yeah, shit. You I know. know. That's the thing. <laughs> I used to say that on the radio. I used to say that on the radio all the time. It'd be like, be the fifth caller for a pile of shit. Yeah! Anyone? 
yeah, else? Exactly. They didn't care. If it was free, they didn't care. Or, okay. or you answer the phone on the radio and that, what did I win? What did I win? What did I win? Yeah. Yeah, you won a... Jason, you want some... Uh, you want some turkey and gravy soda? No? No. Nobody? Come on, I'm sending out these samples and no one's taking them. I feel terrible. Okay. Yeah. All right, let me try this. That's yeah, a mystery. drink it, Tom. <laughs> okay. Okay, it what do you got? It smells nice. Uh... Twinkies, yay or nay on the Twinkies? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Jolly Green Giant. I just Jolly Green you know, Giant spunk is what that is. Exactly. Can't, yeah, um, can't get that visual Kit Kat, gingerbread flavored Kit Kat. Yeah. Fruit Loops candy cane. No? Yes. They taste like Fruit Loops. Oh, my God. Really? This one, smell it. Oh! Oh, that's the mac and cheese. Did you try the mac and cheese? She looks like she's gonna vomit. Yeah, that smells disgusting. Mac and cheese candy canes. Anybody try them? Nick, it smells. It smells like a goat dick. It smells like what? A goat dick. A goat dick. (laughs) So according to Tony, this is this is Green Giant Spunk, and that's a goat dick. It's amazing you got them into the same food group. To be truthful, you know. You know what? I don't mind the soda. Uh, how many people have tried it. the turkey gravy soda? It's not bad. It's not the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth, but... Hello! <laughs> <laughs> See, this is another reason why I love her so much. She will tell jokes like that. All right? It's All not right. bad. All right. Let's do um, uh, uh, our last trivia questions, okay? Tony, maybe... Uh, Certainly. You can... Uh... Okay. Are we ready? Uh, I'm gonna. We've got three uh, more gift certificates to give away. So three more chat. Three more quick ones here. This is for Gale Street Inn. Oh, jo- you know, I had dinner with George last week. Did you? Carzis, oh. yeah. George Carzis, who is the owner of Gale the Street. The greatest, nice. coolest have? guy in the world. We ate at Peanut Park on Taylor Street. Oh, you didn't eat, <laughs> he, he eat his place. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love the ribs up there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we ready? Here's the question. Raise your hand. Don't speak it out. Who is the patron saint of the Nick D show slash Nick D podcast? Yeah, no, you asked. You already answered, dude. Okay, you can't answer. Uh, there's a hint on the shirt I'm wearing. In case you get right there in the middle. Matthew McConaughey. There you go. Yay, ding, 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 ding. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. You got half a soda. No, no, but you win some Green Giant semen. Okay, uh, Esmeralda, why don't you read uh, this one? This, all right. What celebrity with a major connection to the show did Esma, myself, go to DePaul with? Anybody know? Does anybody know? Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Sorry? Fuck him. No. no. <laughs> Wait, how old do you think I am? <laughs> hey, I'm older than David yeah. Swimmer, so shut up. <laughs> we had this, this lady. Oh wait, no, no, no. We have, we have uh, oh. right here. Oh, okay. Sorry, she hates. Sorry, you. no. I well, she was. <laughs> no, go ahead. Dana Lorenzo. Dana Lorenzo. Yay! Ding, ding, ding. By the way, uh, she is on the latest episode that dropped today. Has anybody listened to the latest episode today? God, I love you, man. That's a fantastic. Because no, Nick, I heard she was on you. She loves me. Oh. I pissed off a lot of nerds this today because, like, Dana shares her. Her, you know, the podcast stuff with her, and she's got a lot of followers, and she's in Ash versus Evil Dead, 
So there's a lot of like horror nerds that love her, and she's really hot. And when she and I get together, we do a lot of little flirty, yeah, flirty. It's, yeah, it's a long story, but. I've managed to piss off a lot of nerds. The nerds were not happy with their comments. They're like, who is this guy? Who's this guy knocking boots with Dana? Who does he think he is? Okay. Last question for Gail Street. Um, and this is going to be, this. you guys are not going to get this. Um, what concert did Esmeralda and myself and this young man go to this summer? Okay, yes. Tears for Fears and Garbage. God damn, man. <laughs> How is know things about us. Dude, that's what's your name? Pete. Pete? Yeah. God bless you, Pete. How is garbage? They were great. They were both. Yeah. They're yeah. fantastic. Cheers for fears. I am a huge fan now. I did not think I every song loved it. All the new ones, I, the old ones, it was so good. It's I've been a fan of Tears for Fears. Underrated, really a super, really underrated band. Amazing. Yes. Band. Amazing. A bunch of guys just started out as studio musicians. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Amazing. And, amazing dudes. Okay. Well, listen, um, we've reached the point now that everybody's been waiting for. Um, nobody cares about me. Nobody really cares about Esmeralda, Tony. Yeah. Nobody really cares about Jason. Jason, you might want to get your guitar ready. Um, my father... All right, so my father um, is 81 years old. And uh, he, um, he works at Jewel four to five nights a week, and he bags groceries. Um, and he was, by the way, he was there on the front lines during the pandemic with a mask on, 80 years old. <laughs> Worried the shit out of me all the time. Like, I'd call my parents and go, you guys all right? Okay, you okay? Because, you know. Um, but my dad has been telling jokes since, uh, I've been alive. That's his thing. Um, and, uh, so I thought, you know, uh, when I got the overnight show, the overnight full time, I thought every Monday morning, let's start the work week off with my dad calling in and telling a joke because my dad's been telling jokes his whole life. And so, uh, my boss is at GN at the time because they were cool then. We're like, yes, it'll be cool. Let's have your dad call in and tell a joke. And then we carried that over when I started the podcast, which by the way, the podcast is almost a year old. On, Dece- on Christmas Eve, by the way, episode 100 will drop. Um, and this is episode 89 that you're all a part of. Yeah. So you're a part of a podcast you've never heard before in your life. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, so my dad has been telling jokes. And people, and I'm not making this up, people wait in the line for my dad to bag their groceries so they can hear a joke. Like, they will wait longer in line. They will literally, like, no, you, you, we're open here. It's like, no, fuck no, I'm waiting for Nick to tell me a joke. My dad's name is Nick as well. So I thought, you know, let's close every Tuesday podcast with my dad telling a joke. So I thought, what better way uh, to end this thing than with my father, Nick DeGilio, coming up and telling a joke. And we have, for those of you who are regular listeners, do you love the jokey-jokey theme? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is the man who wrote... The Jokey Jokey theme. This is the man who who wrote all of the songs, all of the themes, all the wacky audio bits. He came all the way from Houston uh, tonight to do this. And so um, uh, let's hand it over to Jason. Jason. 
here's the beat. Ooh, it's the best part of the week, baby. Time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah, it's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah, what I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yay! Here we go. Nick's dad tells a joke. Dad, can you come on up here? Yeah. Okay. This is my dad. No, no, no. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> Take it off. No, Dad. It's not that kind of show. Okay. Speak up. You ready? You ready? All right, dude. Go. Okay. Guy walks into the, the bar with his dog, and he sets the dog on the stool next to him, and the bartender came over, and he says, uh, what can I get for you? So the bartender, the guy says, give me a Budweiser. He said, he asked my dog, too. My dog can talk. He said, all right, to the bartender. What would you like? So he said, give me a Budweiser, too. He said, I know you're a ventriloquist. He said, no, not really. I'll go in the, I'll go in the bathroom. You stay here. I'll leave the dog here. And then uh, you can ask him what he wants. So he went in the bathroom, and he asked Sparky, what would you like? Bring me another Budweiser. So Sparky said, that's amazing. He said, the dog said, and he says, uh, I'm sorry. But <clears throat> he said, uh, bring me another Budweiser. So the bartender said, that's amazing. So he gave Sparky 10 bucks to go across the street and order a beer. So he went. the guy came out of the washroom, and he said, where's Sparky? He said, I gave him 10 bucks to go across the street and order beer. He said, that's not good. He said, that's a valuable dog. So he runs outside and hears Sparky humping the dog on the sidewalk. He says, Sparky, I've never seen you doing that before. Sparky said, I never had 10 bucks before. had two pet monkeys. An older lady had two pet monkeys. She had them for years. And one passed away, and a week later, the other one passed away of loneliness. So she took them to the taxidermist to have them stuffed. And the taxidermist said, would you like them mounted? And she blushed and said, no, holding hand will be fine. <laughs> Last one. He said, the teacher asked the kids, where does your dad hide your, your Christmas gifts? So the first kid said, my dad hides them in the attic because he knows if I pull the ladder down, he'll hear me and I'll, I'll get in trouble. So he asked the second kid, second kid, my dad hides them in the basement. He said, 
it's dark and it's full of cobwebs and everything. So he asked the third one, he said, where's your dad to hide your, your gifts? He said, in his pants. She said, in his pants? What do you mean in his pants? He said, I asked for a bike for Christmas, I got your bike right here. <laughs> That was joke it, joke it, joke it time. It was a joke it, joke it, joke it time. Nick's dad told a joke. My dad just grabbed his balls. I grew up uh, with that. And uh, some people who might know me who are in the room know that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, clearly. Um, All right, how about it for my dad? That was amazing. Amen. He tells a joke every Tuesday. Uh, We have new episodes every Tuesday and every Friday. Uh, They drop at RadioMisfits.com and wherever you get your podcasts on all the platforms and all that stuff every Tuesday. Friday. Thank you guys so much uh, for coming out. I don't know, I'm getting a little misty now. So, uh, my mom and my dad, thank you guys. You guys are the best. Um, I promise that I will not play with matches because I'll pee the bed. Um, and Esmeralda, you know, what can I say? You know, give it up for Esmeralda. The On the next podcast, um, well, the next podcast that drops, a, a bonus uh, a podcast drops tomorrow. That's what you already heard. That's tonight. That drops tomorrow. Then on Friday, the new podcast, Marnie Schur will be here. Uh, will be a part of the podcast. Yes, Marnie Schur. She uh, is an editor at The Takeout, which is a, uh, a website that from The Onion that's dedicated to all food issues and food stories. And we'll, we might do some taste testing then. And Esmeralda will be with me as she is on every goddamn episode because I wouldn't do it without Esmeralda. Um, Tony, what do you like to plug? You got a website, you got a book. Uh, I'm working on a new book right now. Um, And I have a podcast with my son called The Max and Tony Show. Mm. Um, What's the worst thing a woman can hear while she's blowing Willie Nelson? (laughs) I'm not Willie Nelson. (laughs) Dropping the mic on that one, everybody. Jason Skaggs, uh, everybody. Jason, I just want to mention... Before we let you go, this guy again, he flew all the way in for one night from Houston for this. And um, he, you know, like, like Esmeralda, you know, I mean, I, I had a really rough uh, couple years, about a year and a half after they let me go at GN. It was bad, as we've talked about here. Um, and then when I was like, okay, I'm going to get out there. I want to do some shit again. I want to get back into it. And I wanted to do the podcast. And I immediately, I asked Esmeralda, and without hesitation, she said yes. And again, that meant the world to me. And then Jason, who I think is one of the most gifted, the most talented um, creators, uh, commercial makers. Hell yeah, man! Yeah! <laughs> um, he called me up. He's like, whatever I can do, I will do it. And um, uh, I said, you're not going to get a dime. And he's like, I don't give a shit. I just want to do it because of you. He has composed that, yeah. He's composed about 20 original songs. Uh, for the podcast, for each of our regular guests, each one has a, has a song. You've heard the themes that my dad uh, has, that Esmeralda has, the opening theme. Um, any bits that you hear, audio, crazy audio bits, that's all him. And sometimes I'll call this guy 
and I'll go, look, I got a guest on. His name is Shithead Johnson. Uh, I don't know what to do. Six hours later, I will have a two-minute, fully produced, incredibly great song. And his turnaround is unbelievable. And he's not gotten a dime for it. And he flew out here on his own dime. Um, so one of the most talented guys ever. And I do want to say this. If you have not, how many people heard the podcast where I interviewed Jason? If you've not heard it, it's three episodes ago, I think. Three episodes ago. Uh, one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done is getting inside this guy's mind. I met him at GN when he was doing commercial and audio stuff. Thought he was incredibly talented and weird as fuck. And I love that. And so, and I want to thank you, Jason, so much for, for flying out and doing this and for everything you've contributed to the podcast. I'm happy to be a part of it. So, I'm very happy to be a part of it. Um, again, my thanks to Zanies. Tip your servers. Take your garbage with you. Um, and, uh, and thanks to, to everybody who came out tonight. You guys, it means so much. And we're, if you guys, would you come out if we did this like monthly? Yes. Well, you would? Would you tell your friends? Okay, so if we do this like every month or every six weeks, I guarantee, I, I am guaranteed this size crop. Yes? Right. Cool. If not, we will come to your homes. Come to your homes. <laughs> we'll come to your homes and entertain you there. So, um, all right. Um, again, thank you guys very, very much. Uh, this meant a lot to us. And the audio will be posted uh, tomorrow morning. So, why don't you take us out, Mr. Jason Skaggs? Thank you all. Oh, I feel all right, feel all right. The wind is right on me. Oh, I feel all right, feel all right. The wind is right on me. The wind is right on me. Thanks, everybody.